ITW Hardcore TV from episode one all the way to forum every pay-per-view and special in between. We are still in 1999 looking at Hardcore TV. Get yourself Paul. I'm joined as always by Jay. What is happening, Jay? Um, Lots and nothing at the same time. It may be coming home. I'm still not sure. Um, but let's let's distract ourselves from that and talk about wrestling from 30 years ago. True. Before we talk about wrestling, about random debuts. Today is older. 22 years ago. 22 years ago. Good Lord. But we're catching up, though. We That's are. 25 years ago. Mm. Moving through time and space. Um, we kick it off episode 322. Kicks off with your boy, Skull Von Crush. Yeah, so this is strange. Yeah, Skull Von Crush versus the Spanish Angel. Angel, um, debuting Angel, future um, Angel leader of the Baldies. This is his first appearance here. Yeah. Quite a good little. Notable thing. And some brilliant, brilliant, you know, you can already see kind of some of the stuff coming through. Yeah. He already screams in need of a gimmick change because the outfit's far too similar to Just Incredible. Yeah. Um, but, um, you know, great to see Angel in there. Great to know that we're one step closer to the Baldies. Um, managed by Jack Victory for a minute and a half. Yeah. No, it's... Um... I'd say it's, it's sort of decent all in all, isn't it? It's nice. So, I mean, this match isn't really given a chance. Anything. No. So, exchange. The, the, so the weirdness is that um, Joey Styles is, is commenting on the fact that, you know, Angel's coming to the ring with, with Jack Victory and explaining that. Uh, Skull Von Crush is in the ring. Um uh, no, that's not his real name. No, he's not German. Uh, and as soon as we find a better name for him, we're going to stop calling him that ridiculous thing. Um, and you're kind of sitting there going, why, why, why did you need to bury the guy's gimmick when he's been on your TV for must be best part of the year now? Yeah. You can't, you can't turn around after all this time and go, and of course, you know, it's a stupid name and we're going to find him something better. You've gone with it for a long time. Also, I know where you end up with this. You know, it's it, it's not the, the, the most incredible, you know, we've taken nine months, but we've come up with something incredible. So, yeah, one, the, the first part of my rant about burying people as soon as they're on your TV is Skull Von Crush. He's not German. What a stupid fucking name. Does he end up in the Baldies as well? No, he ends up in FBI. He's, he's Big Guido. Oh, wow. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, I guess we'll get to all that. Um, at least you don't really get a chance to get going. Taz's music hits. The crowd goes crazy. Um, Taz comes up, destroys both people, really. Uh, Carino interrupts him. They have a little exchange. Carino kind of mocks him. You sort of see this guy lurking behind Carino, but isn't really introduced initially. Carino does eventually get round to introducing 
this guy as Rhino, who is his Taz killer. Um, yeah, really strange introduction of Rhino here. I was always yes. aware of this match because you used to have like sites where you could download little wrestling videos, and I always remember the the powerbomb stand up middle finger sort of spot. Yeah. But um, yeah, so basically, Rhino charges the ring, goes after Taz, and basically just gets absolutely fucking destroyed. Yeah, so, you know, second part of my... Sorry, big veto he becomes. Um, second part of my rant about us, you know, destroying talent. Um, I'm not saying this needs to be a 50-50 match. But you've got this monster that you've just introduced. He runs into the ring. He slams into the champ. He power bombs him. Powerbomb, you know, Taz jumps straight back up, throws him the middle finger, and then just beats the shit out of him. And you're kind of sitting there, well, he's not a killer, is he? He's not a, he's not a monster. He's not anything. You've just destroyed him. And Ooh. if you don't want him jobbing out to Taz, if you don't want Taz, you know, selling for him, why not put someone else in between? Oh, he is part of the body. Sorry, I, I, I'm sorry. I'm reading the the. Twitter page. Um, Vito Lagrassi becomes a member of the Baldies, not a member of, um, he's not a member of the FBI until in the um, WWE. There you go. I thought it was the Baldies. I sort of vaguely remember in the outfit. Yes. So he, he becomes, Skull Von Crush becomes Vito the Skull Lagrasso. Oh, that's better. Yeah, so I mean, you know, they, they can't come up with a real name. They can't come up with a better name for him, so they call him by his real name. <laughs> um, yeah, so basically, yeah, Taz just destroys Rhino, launches him to guardrails, throws him through tables, no sells power bombs, throws him through tables again. Everything sort of happens, and um, yeah, Taz wins. Pretty easily, screen and that disappear. So we've got a, the beginnings of a of a stable here, though, because Jack Victory kind of seems to align after ripping up the contract that he's apparently signed for about six and a half minutes. Um, uh, so you've got you've you've got a couple of people coming together now. You've got a bit of a stable there, which is you know the beginning of the network, really, isn't it? Um, but yeah, it's it was it was just so weird that, um, you know, look at this guy, look at this monster. Oh, he's dead. I mean, yeah, like like I said, I didn't expect him to like destroy Taz or anything. I just maybe wanted a bit more. I wanted him to just come out and maybe at least get Taz, or maybe they beat down Taz at the end, or I don't know, but. It just is what no. it is. I mean, like and, we said before, Taz is clearly in a mass limbo at the moment, struggling with no real feud. At the moment, you're almost going into heat wave with Taz versus Steve Carino as your main event. And this is the thing. I mean, and even down to this show, he walks out and says, "You know, Chicago first match in first first card in Chicago, um, and I've come out and beaten up, you know, 
Angel and Skull Von Crush because I don't have an opponent. Yeah. So just over and over again, it's just kind of reiterating the fact that they've got nothing for the champ to do. And it's kind of weird because there are people like they, they could have, you know, pushed like Dreamer into this spot. I know it would have been like a face versus face thing or something, but it still would have been. Or a, Storm, or, yeah. you know, Storm's not doing much at the moment. Yeah. Uh, Credible's involved with Sabu slash RVD. You could break them off. RVD's already involved with Jerry Lynn. You could break them off. You know, you, there's people you could heat up here. I mean, can they, Candido's gone. We, Yeah. No, he's on a roll. He could have been like, called him out and said that he's the new effing show and all this. You know, I don't know. I just thought it was there. I mean, the biggest match he's had as champion is against um, Bubba Ray Dudley. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, you could do that. Yeah. He, he could feud with the Dudley boys. I mean, they can have the championships. They can drop the championships, whichever you want. You can feud with the Dudley boys. Yeah, no, it's all um, slightly strange. Yeah. Um, next up, we get Tajiri versus Guido. Uh, transition of Tajiri continues. He's got a full beard now. And um, he's biting and slapping and kicking. He's, he's a little bit more wild. Yeah, he, obviously trunks are still yet to change, but he's definitely turning into sort of more of the final version of what we'd know and recognise as Tajiri. Yes. So that was the main sort of thing. Match itself, uh, solid. These these two, you know, have a good match. Not obviously crazy Tajiri chemistry, but a good match all the same. I was really shocked by the ending, if I'm honest. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, so, I mean, I, I, I'm not against little Guido picking up the victory here because, you know, these things just being squash and squash and squash kind of get a little bit boring and annoying. Um, so absolutely fine with that. Um, I have no problem with with um, Big Sal getting involved because yeah. always does. Why wouldn't you? Um, the bit that that made me laugh was the fact that they 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 forgone the bit that I complain about with others, which is no one gets DQ'd. So why are you waiting for the referees back to, to be turned? And they just come in and beat the shit out of him, and then picks up the win. Um, but it's kind of one of those things of why why does that not happen in every single match then? Yeah. Why do you not just have everyone? Whenever you're against little Guido, actually, they both just beat the crap out of you, and then little Guido pins you, and he can go on a, you know, this this you know, undefeated streak, and he can talk about how you know he single-handedly beat everyone and all the rest of it. You can do all of that, but why why waste your time of doing kind of the, you know, oh, and now he's going to get involved when actually you could just beat the crap out of everyone from the beginning. Well, yeah. It's um, it's just it's just kind of strange how it sort of happens. Obviously, yeah, that's a bit. And he's hitting the Boston Crab and Greedo won. And like I said, there's nothing wrong with Greedo winning. It just 
it just seems weird because they're clearly building up to Jiri. Like they're, they're taking a, a turn then. And obviously we know where it ends up for him. So I, I guess there must be a, a very quick hill turn, I guess. But um, yeah, you think you'd constantly be keeping him strong in the background. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but no, it's a great match in the end. I mean, you know, nothing wrong with Greedo winning. It's nice to see him actually win occasionally because you don't want him to just be sort of a job boy and just put people over constantly. So it's good for him to get a, a victory. Another guy who could have been a um, TV champion. Yep. Would have done in the world a good to have a little run with that belt. Um, so that happens. Next up, we have... I think we pointlessly see Dudley boys walk into the ring. That pops in at some point around this yeah. time. Yeah. Nothing's really done. It's just literally they're on the way to the ring and that's it. It's never spoken about again. Well, we see them in the next episode, don't we? Yeah, but it's a long walk. Obviously. I mean, it takes them a week. <laughs> but I must admit, it is stated um, during this show, basically this episode and the next show are both from the Chicago TV tapings. So you do yeah, but some, I mean, they... I, and and that's that's yeah, right and fair, and we understand all the reasons why that is. But that doesn't mean you kind of show first part of the match in this week, and then the next part of the match in next week on on all of them. It still doesn't explain why you've shown the Dudleys coming out and walking to the ring, only to not show us anything that happens until next week. Yeah, and also if you are going to show that, have a little bracket up saying next uh, week. Yeah, Dudleys in action next week. The Dudleys insult Chicago. Yeah, exactly. Just anything, just to give you that um, sort of thing to drag you back. But um, yeah, so um, just incredible. Jerry Lynn, they're both in the ring. Lance Storm comes out and tells Jerry Lynn, refreshes his memory about saving him, says he wants to call in his favour and tells him to lay down for Just Incredible so Just Incredible can become the number one contender brings out the hero that is Tommy Dreamer who comes out, talks to Lynn and says, hey, don't do this, man. And Lynn's like, Tommy, stick out of it. I know what I'm doing. It's none of your business. And um, yeah, that was the end of the Tommy Dreamer cameo. First time we've seen in about four weeks, isn't it? It is, since, since Hardcore Heaven, where they both ended up injured and... Um, you know, he's got ruptured discs and all the rest of it. And, and you know, Jerry Lynn ended up having to go to the hospital with a potential skull fracture, um, which is where all of this is kind of spun out from. Um, just really weird. Because... Uh, so, again, uh, you know, I, the, in, in, the insideness of this bothers me a little bit because of just how inside it is so you know come on jerry do, do the job you've done them before um yeah you know you've you've earned your push the hard way by by you know busting your ass and earning the respects and don't let these two take your push away um and, and it's all this kind of weird kind of like you know inside language that that doesn't mean oh and, and it, What's this? Lance Storm's the booker now? I mean, please, please stop telling me how fake this is by pretending to tell me how real it is. Yeah, no. Um, it's a massive, unnecessary sort of 
you know, pulling back the curtain as you were. And the ending's even worse, to be honest with you. Yeah. Now, so we'll get to that in a second. I mean, yeah. I, I did like um, the Lance True. Storm promo. I did. I, I did like the back and forward. And I feel it's good because it's been, you know, they've been planting seeds and building to this. So I have no issues with it because, like I said, it started off a comment that you think, why would you bring that up? And it sort of emerged into a bit where it's almost just like, oh, wow, I see where they're going. He's basically, he's going here with this and saying he's indebted to him. So it was a good way to um, bring it in. Yeah, and so, I mean, he had a great line about, you know, you, you want to earn your respect. I, I absolutely understand that. Uh, just incredible way to get rid of a yellow mask and leave WWF to get his respect. I had to stop lugging around two blondes called Chris, which is a great little line. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, all of this turns out to be pointless. Um. Yeah, massively. I mean, these two again, great chemistry. Yep. Amazing matches. Never disappoint from that standpoint. Uh, match ends. Lynn does pick up the win, which isn't a massive surprise. He picks up the win, so he's going to face RVD again. Lance Storm gets straight in the ring, attacks him, beats the crap out of him, basically takes him out, grabs the mic, and says, Now I'm taking your title shot. And you still owe me. And you still um, owe me. So. In ECW, where we always live up to our um, steps, yeah. Um, in a match for the number one contender between Jerry Lynn and Just Incredible, with the winner facing RVD for a championship, Lance Storm is the one who's facing RVD for the championship. Uh-huh. Yeah, which is perfect, really. Yeah, and and don't get me wrong, we'll talk about it in a minute. So. Great match. I, again, it's just the storyline and storytelling that's getting there. Well, it is because you just think they could have just beaten the crap out of him from the get go and said we're the number one contender now. Yeah. So, I mean, if they wanted to like, truly go down that route, they could have literally and just beaten him on the spot. I don't get why Just Incredible is all right with the fact that. He's just had a match to see whether he can face RVD and his partner's just stolen it. Well, yeah. But I will say before this went off the air, this is the first time that I can remember that Joey Styles said these are a couple of impact players. So that's out there now in the world, which I thought was Yeah, I mean, they've, they've, they've been kind of, you know, hinting it and teasing it. There was also a little bit more, you, you got a bit more of the starting of the frustration of Jazz not getting recognised. Yeah. You know, we, we know she's got a name. We call, we, you know, we don't call her that woman in the back, but for Just Incredible won't let her be acknowledged won't have a you know he's he's he, he just refuses for her to even be acknowledged at ringside you know he's trying to keep her down blah 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 so you can kind of so it, it's interesting that they've now started turning that into an yeah. angle this is clever. um it is and i don't know how 
on purpose or by accident? This, I mean, is it that this has been the long-term storytelling? Or is it they've now got to a point where it's so long that they've just decided to kind of go with it? Um, in my heart, I honestly believe it's probably um, long-term storytelling. Because they've basically got just incredible over as a dick, even more of a dick without actually doing anything. Yeah, I, I guess my problem with that is ECW, this has shown me, this this rewatch of everything has shown me that ECW's strength was not long-term storytelling to the point where we have seen many, many pay-per-views ruined by the fact that the title change has been the night before. Well, yeah, there is that. So I'm not sure. I'm not sure. We'll, we'll see how it works through. I'm I'm fairly sure that when we see the video packages leading up to, it will be, this has been the story. But we've also seen those happen where we know that that's not been the case at all and it's had to move because of either plans changing or people changing or them just kind of losing their way. Yeah. But we're almost in the world of jazz, so that's uh, it's going to be some good stuff to look at. Well, I see it's... Um... It's one more to tick off the list, isn't it? Um, and that does take us to the end of that show. So now we go to the 4th of July, 1999, episode 323. <sighs> we get some good bits in this show. Just also. over 22 years ago. Wow, yeah. 22 years ago on, on Sunday? Yeah. It's crazy, isn't so, it? Uh, we get highlights of Taz and Ryan. We get highlights of all the just incredible Jerry Lynn situation we've all just spoken about. The first kind of new part, I guess you could say, of the show is the Dudley boys do make their way to the ring. Um, they do attack the crowd, which brings Spike Dudley out. What do you think of this? Do you think it's been like a Spinal Tap style thing in the sense that they were trying to find their way to and they've just walked around the building for all that length of time? <laughs> I, I mean I want it to be now now that I've yeah. thought of that I really want it to be just like you know Joel Gertner and Sign Guy leading them around going like hello Chicago whoa here we go we're gonna rock ya no okay um uh yeah um Dudley's a, their promos are starting to get kind of you know that that nuclear heat kind of thing it's 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 funny because this is them trying to rile the crowd, which they do, but it's quite basic by what they then move on to. Um, is it Heatwave that they they almost get a riot going? Yeah, Heatwave. No, yeah, it is Heatwave, yeah. So a couple of weeks, we see them really kind of heat peak form, um, whereas this one is um, far more... Um, cheap heat in the sense, you know, your your local sports teams suck. Yeah, yeah. Um, so interesting to kind of see them kind of just just go ape it's shit. Just, it and, just and, feels and, like testing the waters at the moment, doesn't it? Well, I guess the other thing is this is for a TV audience, not for a pay per view audience. And when they get into a pay per pay per view audience, they really push those limits. Oh, massively. But, um, but yes, yeah, so Spike comes out and they say to Spike, um, 
we've beat, you know, you, you can't beat us singly, although it's pointed out he has. Um, and you don't have a tag team partner. Um, and Spike gets the mic. This might be the first time we've heard Spike speak. And he's got one word for them. Bulls, 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 bulls. What a shock that Bulls Mahoney is the mystery partner. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's kind of so hard because it's kind of almost like you have to have this disconnect of weekly TV show to then place it into first show in Chicago, giving them what they want. Yeah. Do, do you know yeah. what I mean? Because if, if it, a house show in Chicago, bring up Bulls Mahoney for the first time, like phenomenal, people are going to lose their shit. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And, and especially, you know, skipping ahead ever so slightly, the flaming thumbtack table spot. Yeah, you know that's for the live crowd for their first time seeing ECW in Chicago. That's the spot. That's the spot they've come for. That's what they wanted. They've all seen the thing. They've gone home. It's huge. Exactly for us. Um, we saw that three weeks ago. We saw that five weeks ago. We saw that seven weeks ago. So it's it's becoming a little. I mean, it's still an amazing spot but it's becoming a little less impactful as weeks go on because we've seen this now and we've seen it, we've seen it, and we've seen it. Well, yeah. That's... Basically, like you said, it's just, he's been beaten up. They've, they've laughed about beating him up. They've beaten yeah, him up when been... he's in his pants showering? Yeah, they've just beaten up so many times. It just becomes sort of so pointless to even um, acknowledge beating him up but they do beat him up and they do have a match and is Fool's Cat anywhere in the building oh, they always got to throw that in there but um, yeah the, the match is crazy I mean there's, there's no game the match is absolutely absolutely bonkers um, blood Everything you expect from it, chair shots, just all complete carnage. The end of the match, though, they do pop out the flaming table again, but this time thumbtacks are involved as well. Get fire and thumbtacks. Yeah. And um, yeah, Dudley Boys retain again. Now, one thing that I did see here, and it may have happened before, but I, I picked it up on this, um, is one thing that I always loved as a Spike Dudley spot which is he kind of stands on the back of Bubba Ray with Bubba Ray draped over like the, the, the guardrail, whatever else yeah. jumps off and, and brings the chair down by jumping off the back kind of thing, um, yeah. which is a great little man, big impact kind of spot. Um, so I always thought that looked amazing. Um, I mean, it's, it's, it's nothing compared to the other stupidity that goes in in this match about, you know, people jumping off balconies and smashing through, flaming tables and stuff. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it worked. I mean, it was, i say extremely hardcore match for TV, though. It's, it's one of the yes, craziest yeah. matches they had on TV for a long time. Pay-per-views were used to the wild ones, but on TV, they don't normally show this sort of level of 
wild. Not full on, but um, yeah, great stuff. Decent carnage, exactly what you want from him really at this stage. So um, next up we have RVD versus Lance Storm. Speaking of great stuff, we've seen these two wrestle multiple times. They don't really disappoint, and I don't think they really disappointed on this occasion either. No, not at all. Um, it was a really good match. Um, uh, you know, great chemistry, great spots. Um, both of these two are are just you know knocking it out of the park with with what they're doing and how they're doing. Um, so you knew from the moment this was announced it was going to be a great match, and and yeah, it lived up to the billing. I think my only disconnect with RVD matches at this point, and it is a real minimal pick, is obviously you know that he's a champion. He holds on to the belt for like forever. Yep. So you know pretty much every match he's going to win. And he's the only person you can sort of really say that about. Like we've been caught out with... Dudley boys dropping the belts, Dudley boys winning the belts. We we know that they're multiple champions, but you don't literally. When we watch this, we don't look at results. We watch the shows. Got me in it, so we don't be like, oh, so and so beat so and so in ten minutes thing, and all this. We literally watch the shows, and we sort of live it as we're seeing it, and we, we remember what we remember, but obviously can't remember every result. But with RVD, yeah. Obviously, despite being a great thing at the time, you know, it would have been absolutely amazing because you're caught up in this whole Lance Storm could beat RVD for the title. No reason why he couldn't. You know, it made perfect, absolutely, yeah. perfect sense. But going back and watching it is sort of that's the only sort of disconnect. And it is it is minimal, but I just think sometimes it takes you out of the near falls and stuff like that. That if you're watching Jerry Lynn versus Justin Incredible earlier on things like the near falls and the things I, I literally had no idea who was going to win that match so I was more invested in those sort of bits but, um, no you're right and, and you know I, I still struggle um, may not be the right term but um, you know the other thing is is you know the, the, the insistence on Sabu having his moment of carnage. Yeah. Even though we're told, you know, oh, and Sabu, and again, it's the telegraphing of, uh, Sabu's not here. He's working in FMW, so won't be here because he can't work here. At, oh, no, he's here. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, it, well, I mean, Sabu obviously is still getting his, but again, like I said, new show, they're bringing out all the, the heavy hitters that they can to give people everything ECW, isn't it? Yeah, no, and, and I completely agree, but you would have been better off, for my opinion, for my view, you would have been better off not mentioning Sabu and therefore not bringing attention to it rather than <clears> saying, <throat> oh, and Sabu's not here because he's not allowed, so he's somewhere else because he's not allowed here. I don't know where he is, but he's definitely not here. Yeah, he's not sure allowed he's in... here, so it's definitely not here. We heard that Sabu's in tour with FMW fighting out there. Yeah, no, it's, um, it's silly how they've got no idea that he's in the building at all. But and, also, don't say know, it. You just don't need to say it. You know, he's not been on TV is, for yeah, a little while. This, we, is, we... this is um, 
why when you bring up things about them sort of breaking the fourth wall and you know talking wrestling terms and all this at the back this is where it gets silly because we were supposed to extend this belief at this point about Sabu's appeared out of nowhere but you're telling us everything that's going on behind the scenes well this thing I mean the whole Cyrus and Steve Carino and Taz thing yeah you know, it, it's all shooty and everyone's shooting and everyone's a shoot, except no one's watched the TV. No one's yeah. spoken to anyone that's watched the TV. No one's yeah. had any conversations with anyone that turned around. You, you realise that they're, 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 you know, Cyrus is playing you both off as, as, as fools. No? No one wants to? Okay. Yeah, no, you're right. But, um, yeah, Sabu does appear. It's a great response. RVD does pick up the win. Gets a great response. And that closes out the show. It closes out Chicago. Um, I'd say from TV viewing, it's like a really successful trip. Crowd, crowd was, was amazing. Crowd was hot as hell. Everyone came across as mega stars. Great matches. And pretty solid two shows, really. Storyline-wise, didn't really do a lot. But like I said, it, was, it, it felt like it wasn't about that. So, yeah, it doesn't really help heat wave in any way whatsoever. But it did probably give an entertaining sort of special, I guess it were. Yeah. So, I mean, the only way it helps Heatwave a little bit is is if you know what the card is, you can kind of start seeing the um, uh, RVD and Jerry Lynn versus Impact Players cards being laid out and, and put together. Yeah. Um, it doesn't explain that Sabu's at a loose end, even though he's back. Um, but fair enough. Um, so yeah, it's one of those kind of if you know the cards and you're backwardsly, you're backwards reverse engineering it. Yeah. Then you can kind of start seeing how it starts coming together. But apart from that, yeah, different. Very different. Um, yeah, I guess that just leaves Jay. What is your match pick of the week? Um, so there were a, a few. Very decent matches on this one. So, um, uh, Tajiri versus Guido was, was very, very good. Yeah. Um, uh, RVD versus Storm was great. Jerry Lynn versus Justin Credible was great. But I've got to go with Taz versus Rhino. No. Okay. Um, uh, I, it's got to be, I mean, it really came down to a coin flip between those last two of, uh, um, RVD versus Lance Storm or Jerry Lynn versus Justin Credible. Um, and I couldn't look beyond RVD versus Lance Storm. They are both just in such a, a you know, both are just having the matches of their lives at the moment. Um, so both of them together, and I, I, I really enjoyed it. Yes, yeah, one of those. I mean, I'm pretty sure they've had it before for a previous meeting. I'm pretty sure have, if they meet yeah. again, if they meet again, they'll probably have it again because. Yep. Um, they do just click and it is, it is great matches. You can't deny that. I think it's a, a great choice. Um, if you want to get involved in the conversation, you can simply at underscore sports arena on Twitter or Instagram. We're there. We're talking all different bits for our retweets for anyone using hashtag ECW. So just a nice way to get a retweet, if nothing else. Um, obviously, <laughs> tag us in anything extreme, whether it be remembering old shows, digging out your old figures, t-shirts, anything like that. We love to see it all, even just a random memory of something you want to just throw at us. We always enjoy 
anything like that. So get involved in the conversation, really the revolution with us. And um, yeah, I think you've just got one last thing to say. Yeah? I do. Um, all I have to say is like Mr. Monday Night, Rob Van Dam, that was the whole fucking show.